I am Cody Willard. It is April 8th, 2014, and this is Cody Underground, the podcast. Alright folks, let's uh, jump right in. Um... We actually had the CEO of Atmex, which I think is the largest precious metals exchange, uh, physical precious, precious metals exchange in the world. Um, the CEO, Michael Haynes, recently joined us over on Scudify.com, and boy, is he putting out some good quality, what we call scuttles, his commentary on the site. Um Today alone, he put up three or four really interesting posts, uh, which leads me to my first topic, actually. Again, Ukraine topping the news. Um, We've talked some about the Ukraine, Crimea, Russian, NATO, U.S. conflict here and how uh, fog of war is really the most important driver and the fact that we can't know uh, who's doing what or why. Um, A lot of propaganda out there. Most anything you're going to read in the mainstream news is going to be propagandic-based. So be real careful making any uh, decisions about managing your money uh, based off of Ukraine. But it is certainly in the near term uh, starting to affect gold and oil on a daily basis. Uh, It has, I think, already impacted stocks here in the U.S. and uh, certainly in Russia, where their market is uh, down big from before this Ukraine uh, crisis uh, really started as a flashpoint a few months ago. Um, Michael Haynes, the CEO of Atmex, also talked today about platinum. Um, I own gold and silver, I own physical gold and silver coins and bullion. I've got it stored places that I can personally access it. Um, I don't trust any of the ETFs or too-big-to-fail banks to hold my physical um, gold or silver. But looking at platinum, really, uh, Michael's comment today on Scudify put platinum on my uh, radar. I've looked at it before. Um, I just don't think it's got quite the uh, possibility of becoming part of a reserve currency based on precious metals and uh, developed countries' currencies as I think China and Russia are ultimately moving towards. And I think gold and silver will be a big part. Mostly gold is going to be the biggest part of any uh, future long-term reserve currency on this planet. Uh, Platinum, though as Michael reported today, is has got a near-term catalyst in the fact that one of the largest mines in the world, platinum, uh, in South Africa, has really been hit by a labor strike. I was unaware of it, but according to Michael's uh, sources at Mitsubishi, uh, there's about two hundred to 600,000 ounces that will not reach the market in the next few months or quarters because of the strike and the labor issues in South Africa for platinum. Platinum is, of course, a key component in auto manufacturing, and auto sales have globally been coming back, and tonight we've got Alco reporting after hours talking more about aluminum sales. But I'm going to take some more look at platinum for myself, and I might pick up some platinum coins, some physical platinum to store along with my silver and gold. Um, all my silver, my physical precious metals 
are uh, forever holdings. I mean, maybe in 20, 30, 40 years, I might sell some of them if I had to. But I think uh, looking out over the, my lifetime, the dollar is doomed. Uh, Bitcoin probably has a future, but you know there will be other um, cryptocurrencies to battle crypt, uh, Bitcoin. I'll do another podcast all about Bitcoin uh, maybe this week. But the point being, gold, silver, I think will be, gold in particular, is uh, going to be a major part of any major global currency, reserve currency in the next 20, 30, 40 years of my lifetime. And I think gold at least, uh, specifically probably as uh, could go up at least tenfold um, and maybe even a hundredfold by the time I die my 80s or 90s hundreds I don't know whenever long time away though point being I own physical gold and silver I'm digging into platinum after seeing Michael Haynes's comments today on Scudify um, which leads me to stocks uh, stocks I had a, what I called a bitty bounce today uh specifically the market's heading into earnings right now like i mentioned a minute ago alcoa is sort of the unofficial kickoff of earnings season uh the first quarter just ended so we've got over the next uh two three four weeks five weeks we'll have thousands of publicly traded major cap companies uh large cap companies reporting their earnings and there will be lots of individual fireworks, as always. Companies that miss are often uh, sold. Companies that report great earnings and uh, guide higher for the future and talk up a big game are often bought. I will tell you that you don't want to base your entire portfolio on earnings seasons. You don't want to try to gauge Ukraine uh, the near term, next six weeks, next six hours, you need to look out over the next 10,000 or 20,000 days of your life. Not the next 100 days, not the next 200 days, not this year. The goal with your money is to maximize upside returns, upside potential returns, and minimize your risks You'll need a few big home runs. I wrote about how I bought Apple and how capitalism truly hasn't changed despite the Federal Reserve, the Republican-Democrat regime, and all of the crazy macroeconomic and geopolitical policies that you have to navigate today. You, in the end, are still trying to find the very best stocks that will grow the fastest and create the most amount of earnings and therefore shareholder value in the long term. I've owned Apple for more than 10 years. Um, read uh, my uh, blog on tradingwithcody.com today. Uh, you can get that free by signing up for free at scudify.com. You can get a one-month free trial of Trading with Cody and read all the details about um, my article today talking about how important it is to look out long term and not try to navigate the very little short term. Um, speaking of that very same topic, then I'll uh, move into my third topic of today's podcast, which is the penny stocks, especially the marijuana, pot, weed, penny stocks uh, that were just on fire Basically, at the end of last year, December on into the first couple, three months of this year, 
Many of those stocks were up 1,000, 2,000, even 3,000% in a straight line. And we're talking going from maybe less than a penny to 10 cents per share, uh, trading on the over-the-counter uh, bulletin board, pink sheets, uh, it's part of the stock market, which is nowhere that you want to be. That is a place where the insiders and executives of those firms, especially those penny stocks like these marijuana penny stocks, are going to be hyping up and press releasing their stocks up as much as they possibly can, all the while selling their own shares, pocketing the money. Uh, there's very little possibility. There's no doubt in my mind that a company... Uh, like, for example, Grow Life, whose symbol is P-H-O-T. I actually, uh, after getting a lot of requests on Scudify from uh, retail investors looking to buy that stock when it was at, had already gone from like $0.05 cents to $0.70 cents over the last 90, over a 90-day period, I dug into it, did some financials, looked at those the fundamentals themselves. That stock, if at a dollar would have a more than $2 billion market cap. Even at $0.70, cents, it was worth more than some of my favorite water infrastructure plays like Calgon uh, Carbon and Lindsay Water. Uh, both are publicly traded. CCC is Calgon, and LNN is the symbol for Lindsay. Those two companies will be benefiting from the marijuana, legalized marijuana revolution, not these penny stocks being valued at billions of dollars with literally grow life has tens of millions of dollars of sales and is sales no earnings and doesn't have any cash doesn't it, it, these things are not stocks that you want to buy uh every single one of those stocks is down huge from when all the penny stock lovers would then bash me for telling them to get out of those uh weed penny stocks that were up a thousand two thousand three thousand percent and you know, they ask the question, I answer for them, and then, of course, they don't like the answer, and they get upset, and there was a lot of anger over on Twitter and Scudify directed towards me for telling people to get out of these pot penny stocks. Of course, now every single one of them is already down 30, 40, 50, 60% even in the last month. You look back this time next year, and I'm sure all of them will be down 99%. I've, seen, I've heard that record played before many times on Wall Street. It's not a Van Halen, ACDC, <laughs> Led Zeppelin quality jam. Let's put it that way. Stay away from penny stocks and over-the-counter stocks in general. And right now in particular, the penny pot weed stocks. Stay away from them. You're not going to make money holding them or even trying to trade them. You'll end up on the wrong side. You're the mark. Which, uh, actually, I want to ask all you guys. Speaking of being marks... I need to work on my transition still. I'm not entirely happy with my approach to these podcasts yet. This is episode number four, so I guess I'll cut myself a little slack. When we launched Fox Business, we did two weeks, ten episodes of live programming that was never broadcast. It was just practice. So I'm on episode number four. I hope I don't need ten before I'm happy with what I'm doing. Uh, listened to it with my father last night and... Uh, to last night's podcast, and it wasn't very good. I don't think. I don't think my delivery and the the format of it's working quite yet. I'm still working on it. Suggestions, bring them on. At any rate, I don't like the way I've been transitioning. Speaking of, at the every at the end of every point, leading me to to my next bullet point. I'll work on that for tomorrow's show. 
But let's talk about my Scudify.com poll of the day. Who is more scared right now, the Bulls or the Bears? This is an counterintuitive, counterintuitive kind of poll because when the Bulls are really scared, it typically is a sign that the market's going to bounce. And when the Bears are really scared, it's typically that a sign that the market's going to crash. The idea is that sentiment swings to the point when uh, there's nobody left to buy near term and you're going to have a market pullback, for example, when every bull on the planet is confident and he thinks every bear on the planet is scared. And often those bears are literally scared and have covered all of their near-term trading shorts. And that helps those stocks go up short-term. And then, of course, you get the big pullback. So let me know, who's scared, more scared right now, the bulls or the bears? Stop by scudify.com and drop me a note just saying, Cody, bears are more scared or bulls are more scared. When that reading does get to extreme levels over 90 percent bulls or over 90 percent bears have is what the poll is showing it's the bears or bulls that are drastically more um one or the other is more scared than the other um that's an often a time that you can really make a nice short-term swing trade I don't think we're there right now. We'll see the results. If it's over 90%, one or the other, I'll let you know. I'll let you know either way, but I probably won't be real helpful for our guiding us near term unless it's an extreme reading. So let me know. If it is extreme, it'll be real helpful. Tonight, we do have the red plan. This is entirely no, uh, an entirely other note. It has nothing to do with stocks. Again, i got to work on that transition, but at any rate, the red planet's coming out tonight. It will rise in the east at sunset and be three to four times brighter than any other star in the sky. It'll go over your head tonight. Set in the west. I missed watching stars and looking at the sky when I was in New York. Fifteen years in that pavement paradise with no stars. And boy, it's great to be back in rural New Mexico where I can um, excitedly watch Mars rise and set tonight and tomorrow morning finally the women's ncaa championship is up tonight i'm a former d1 walk-on basketball player at the university of new mexico lobos and i will proudly tell you that i to my knowledge still have the highest points per minute average in the history of unm lobo basketball course that's because I was a walk-on I only got in at trash time and boy was I bitter about that back in the day and frankly I still am I was good enough to play but when I did get to play I, I'd score like four or five points in a couple minutes of trash time and back to this day I averaged like 3.1 points per game which would be well if I played 30 minutes a game it'd be like six, 90 points a game <laughs> at any rate the women's NCAA championship is tonight and I haven't watched an NCAA basketball, men's or women's full game since the day I walked up the ramp at the pit at UNM for the last time. But I am actually going to watch tonight's game, probably the entire thing, because having two undefeated teams, 39-0 and and 37-0, and uh, Notre Dame and UConn meeting, uh, bitter rivals already. And I read on the news today about these coaches talking trash with each other and players don't like each other and all kinds of good drama, and I am certainly adamant and always have been, even back when I was in the NCAA, that it was a corrupt organization and would eventually fall upon itself, and it still is. It's a ticking time bomb. How long before they start paying players, which destroys the entire 
concept of amateur athleticism. Um, you know, there will be all kinds of serious issues when they do start playing players, paying players, <laughs> paying players, playing payers. Anyway, um, it is, they'll be doing both, obviously. And I wonder, will the girls basketball players at Connecticut going for a championship get the same dollar amount that the boys got last night winning a championship? Will you as an individual athlete be able to go find the highest bidder for your services of the highest bidding college that you can find out there? Maybe you'll make millions playing college basketball in 10 years. Someone might. I don't know. I think the NCAA is doomed. They got to reset that entire system. Sounds a little bit like the Republican Democrat regime, doesn't it, guys? And with that, boy, that's not very loud. I hit volume. There. Once again, see, I got to work on the podcast delivery. I used to have producers everywhere at Fox helping me put the shows on. It was all my content. Everything always came out of my mind on Fox, just like it does here on the podcast. But. It was a lot easier having all those people do the music and the commercials and production of it all. Still wouldn't trade it for the world. I love being home. Check out Mars tonight. And that's a wrap. Cody Underground. Every night. Check ya.